0: Amen. Would you turn in your Bibles with me quickly? I want us to go back to Acts chapter 3. I've been on this subject. God gave me a word in my spirit that I shared with you several weeks back. And the Lord told me, this is what I heard, expect the unexpected. Now, some might think that would be a negative thing, but it depends on what your expectations are or your thought processes are. I mean, when God said that to me, when I heard the Lord say, expect the unexpected, I never once thought negatively. I never thought my car was gonna break down or that some tragedy or catastrophe or some unknown thing was going to come. When I heard that from the Lord, the first thing that entered into my mind is, I mean, I mean, a joy sprung up on the inside of me, and I got to thinking, uh-oh, we're fitting to go higher. Yeah. Something's coming, you know, something good is on the way. And, and you know, since then, there have been several things that have happened that, that if I didn't know better, if I hadn't had the right mentality about it, I could have been extremely confused about the unexpected. Had several people pass away. My son broke his arm, fell off a slide. But never once did it enter my mind that any of those things was an unexpected thing. To me, to me, this is interestingly enough, those are the expected things. I mean, if I live in this world, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, then the things that I know are part of this world, the things that I can experience from the world, the flesh and the devil, are not good. John 10.10 10 is the d- dividing line of the New Testament. It is simply the most important scripture that New Testament believers need to know. And this is what it says in John 10.10. 10. Now, you're still at Acts chapter 3. Don't leave. Act John 10.10 10 says this. The thief, look at somebody and say, the devil. the devil. The thief came to kill, to kill. steal, destroy. and to destroy All right, what did the devil come to do? Why is he here? What is his efforts? Steal, kill, let me sum it up. Devil bad. Wait, I ain't there yet. Devil bad. Look at somebody and say, devil bad. bad. If it ain't good, I know my grammar ain't good. I'm working on it. I'm going to get better with the grammar, all right? I, 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 I'm a highly educated guy. I should speak better. My wife is on me all the time. She says, I love your preaching. You preach so good, but you got to get rid of that ain't. I said, I ain't. I do got to. I, I do have to get rid of it. I must get rid of it. Devil bad. If it's not good, It's not God, right? Because it's the devil's bad. The thief is the one who came to kill, steal, and destroy. Stuff that comes to my life is either the world, the flesh, or the devil, and it's not good. It's got to be the devil, the world, or the flesh. Now, here's what it says, the dividing line. Ready? Put a line right down the middle of the scriptures, and then it says this. But Jesus came that I might have life and that more abundantly. These are not conjunctive ideas they're disjoined they're at opposite they're polarly different they're at opposite ends of the spectrum one the devil came to steal kill and destroy death in the in the family issues about your health challenges that come from the world the flesh and the devil that's the devil we're clear on that then on the other side of that the other side is that Jesus came that I might have life and that more abundantly well what does that mean Well, the words there are of good life or a life full of abundance. Now, life that lacks is not life full of abundance. He wanted to provide abundance to me. Look at somebody and say, God wants me to abound. And how do I know that? Because he said, he made all grace abound toward me, that I having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. I'm supposed to abound. There's an abundance that God wants in my life He wants my business to abound. He wants my health to abound. He wants my marriage to abound. He wants my children to abound. You see, I don't, I I mean, if I see something that doesn't look good in my kids, I strip that away. See, I feed what I want to live and I starve what I want to die. Even in my marriage, if I see things headed in the wrong direction, I'll go in the prayer closet and ask the Lord, what do I starve or what do I feed? You know, things get out of order in the house. I mean, they will just running around yelling at each other, throwing pots and pans. I did that. It don't work. Anybody else? You know, I remember one time when we first got married, I would just tell them myself. Now, don't hold it against me now. I tell these stories, and everybody looks at me, and they just, oh, I've never done such a thing. Not I. Well, I can't say that. I've done a bunch. And, and, and so when we first got married, I was so young and foolish. I remember uh, we got into some kind of argument. She threw Coke on me. Well, I went back, got me a Coke, and threw Coke on her. Well, it ended up with her in the car, she leaving, you know. I'm out of here. And I was on the hood of the car, jumping up and down. And you know, it didn't solve nothing. <laughs> I, I came up to South Carolina one time, I drove up here with a girlfriend. And I, I came up here with this girlfriend, and it's because you got to remember, sometimes you're raised certain ways. And I'm going to correct this, but this is anyway. So and when I got up here, I, I pull up with my girlfriend, and I tell him, you know, my parents are a little different. And she's like, yeah, you know, everybody got the But when I pull up, my mom is leaving the house where they lived in the kind of an apartment complex, a condo deal, and they had those trash cans down the street where you take your garbage and put it in the dumpster. And my mom is in her robe walking with a jug of milk to the dumpster and walks by and waves at me in a robe with a jug of milk and throws it in the dumpster. Right behind her is my dad with a bottle of ketchup. They passed each other. And before, I mean, this went on. I'm sitting there thinking, I didn't even know if i tell the girl this is my mom. I, I didn't want to discuss it. You know what I'm saying? I, so finally I fessed up. I said, uh, by the way, uh, those uh, strange people right there. <laughs> That's my mom and dad. This went on for about 30 minutes. I didn't bother to get out of the car. I didn't know what was going on. You know, they kept going into the house, coming out with food, and throwing it in the dumpster. And they're mad at each other. I could tell they were mad at each other. Turned out my dad had lipped the jug. Anybody know what lip the jug is? My mom could not stand lipping the jug. And if you lip the jug, it was a real problem. So what she did is took the jug and threw it in the trash. Because she's not letting anybody else drink out of the jug. My dad lipped. He said, if you're gonna throw out my milk, I'm gonna throw out your ketchup. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, that don't solve anything. If we're thinking of the unexpected today, I want you to understand I'm talking about God good, devil bad. Now look at somebody and say, God is good, God is good. The, devil's bad. the devil's bad. Now that's clear, isn't it? So what should a godly person's expectation be? That God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Now, let's look at our scripture. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at about the, the hour of prayer, being about the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms of them, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something. What did he expect? He expected the natural, didn't he? He expected the results that he had always had in his life. He expected for Peter and John, he'd put the cup out. And his expectation was that Peter and John were going to give into that cup And that they would provide a daily sustenance for him, not a a healing, not a manifestation. His expectation was, was just the natural. Now fortunately for him, something happened. He didn't get his expectation. And this is where God spoke to me. Then Peter had said unto him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He leapt up, stood and walked, and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. This man got an unexpected result. And when it comes to God and it comes to the things of God, you and I need to expect the unexpected. We need to begin our trans- to transform our thinking into God is going to bless me. God is going to help me. God is for me. God is going to turn this around. And when tragedies and trials and sh- stuff come, yeah, there may be a brief moment where you and I might be a little discouraged or a little depressed or, or go through a little this, that, and other. But something ought to rise up within a believer and say, no devil bad I mean you might take a minute you know you know how you do just a minute now you might go there a minute where you'll say oh this is bad and then all of a sudden something the Holy Spirit ought to rise up something ought to be triggered on the end wait a minute hold on now this don't look right this ain't right God said he was going to cause me to be rich and add no sorrow there too the Lord thought he was going to cause me to lift, lift me up on high. The Lord said I was the head and not the tail. The Lord said I was above and not beneath. The Lord said he would cause my enemies to, to, to be uh, sifted away from me. He said he would rebuke the devourer for my... Well, wait a minute. this See, there's something... Your expectations have to come to a point that you say, I don't care what comes my way, devil bad, God good. If it ain't good, it ain't, God. it ain't God. Look at somebody and say, if it ain't, it ain't good, come on, say it like you mean it. It ain't God. It ain't God. Man, I pray, I pray in this room I, as I begin to speak and as I begin to challenge your thinking that something, see, it starts to stir. I may start off a little slow, but as the Holy Ghost starts to come on it, you know what I'm talking about? You start to realize what God said about you, that you're the head, not the tail above, not beneath, over, not healed in Jesus' name. By Jesus' stripes I am healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. There's something starts to work on the inside of you. The Spirit of God starts to churn, and all of a sudden, that inner man that's on the inside of you starts to say, you know what? I'm settling for something that ain't God. Well, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what the challenges are in my life. You don't know what, 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 what I, what, how the devil fought me. It doesn't matter how he fought you. The Bible's clear. He said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. The devil may come up one way, but he's going to flee seven. I have power over the works of the devil. I have authority over the works of the devil. I have authority over my life. But see, our expectations have to change. What does it mean? What is an expectation? What does it mean? Let me define it for you. The definition of expectation: y'all ready? Belief about, or mentality, or picture of the future. What's your belief? What's your picture of the future? How how do you see your future? How do you see the future of your business? Do you see uh, increased inventory? Do you see uh, increased assets and buildings? Do you see larger facility, better employees? Is that what you see or do you just see what you see, what's in the natural? You may be standing there right now and the buildings look like they're falling apart or they may not be, uh, uh, everything might not be working. The tools of your trade are not up to par and you want more tools. Or what, is your, what do you see? Do you see that or is your expectation that God's going to provide the tools that you need? Are you living in what you have right now? Are you, or, or is there a prescription for the future for you? So it's a belief about or a mentality or a picture of the future. What do you see for your children? Where, where do you see them in, in 15 years or 20 years? I mean, what are you saying about them? What are you planning? What are your preparations to ensure that your children will be the greatest success? I mean, have you, have you made those preparations? Are you, are you thinking about where they're going to go to school? Are you preparing for their future? Have you put some money aside into their college fund? So he got real quiet right then. But my expectations is that they are going to go to school. I don't, I don't hope my children will go to college. I'm not hoping that. Listen, while I'm on this subject, you know, it's the Spirit of God comes on you. you got Somebody said to me the other day, I'm, I'm not really cut out for college. You know, I, I don't really have, it's just not really in me. Well, you know what, I finished my college experience and it wasn't in me either. I wasn't cut out for it either. Anybody here was cut out for college? Can you just raise your hand? Something wrong with you. I was cut out to graduate. That's what I was cut out for. I mean, the sooner I could get it over with, them seven years took forever. (laughs) What do you mean I ain't cut out for college? What do you mean? We live in a society where you got to go to school if you're a younger person. It's not a choice. You don't have to feel nothing. It is a sacrifice you must make, and we need to prepare for our children. See the older generation, some of you that are in this room, it didn't matter. You could work a career for 20 years or 30 years. You could have a retirement plan. Retirement plans hardly even exist today. They may not even have a Social Security by the time your children are old enough. If they don't know how to manage money and make money, they're going to be in trouble. I know one thing about the degree I got. They can't take it away. I might lose my job, and that career path may be gone, but I still got my degree. I'm talking to the younger folks. See, some of you older folks, you were able to get by. It was a different world we lived in. It was a different society. You don't do anybody a service by not sending them to school. You don't do them any favors by saying, well, just go work a job. Let me give you some words of wisdom. This is your pastor talking. There ain't nothing to think about. Go register today. Go down and get that uh, I mean, older folks are today going down and registering for college and increasing their education levels because they realized that they had planned for something that is no longer there, and in order for them to have a better success in their life, they gotta go back to school. And you're a young person in this room wondering whether you should go? What? What? And moms and dads, you should start putting money away. I got money put away for the future educations of my children. I don't want them to go take out a hundred million dollars in loans. Anybody got a bunch of school loan? You know, this is the strangest message I've ever preached, but I don't know. It just come up in me. We ought to do some practical things. You know, not everything has to be so spiritual. Some folks walk up in the clouds all the time. We ought to walk on earth some. We don't have, you don't have, you, you need to continue your education. Continue to grow your thinking. How can you have a better expectation in your life if you don't change your thinking? This man, all he could think of was the natural that he was going through. All he could live on was, the, was this momentary thing that he'd gone through. His experience had dictated to him. And so 80% of his, his thinking is dominating his entire life. He had no idea there was something else out there. But thank God when God comes. He should bring a new thinking to us. Something should happen. And there should be a transformation in us. We're not the low end of the scale as Christians. We're the high end of the scale. You're not the loser on the job. You're the winner on the job. Christians ought to be the best in school. They ought to excel. Now I'm not saying everybody has A's, no, I'm saying they all ought to try the best. They ought to be, I mean, when somebody said you should have made D's and you made B's and C's, well, you sure did good, didn't you? I mean, if their expectation, the world expectation, was you failing, and you succeeded, isn't that better than what you could have had? Yes. Amen. You start talking practical, and you start see because the church is so guilty of making God the whole issue. It's all about God. What about you? What about the choices that you made? Nobody made you marry that guy. nobody made you quit now I know God can change it and I know God can turn around but you're going to have to change your thinking you're going to have to change your mentality you're going to have to get a new thought about what God wants for you you got to look at where you are and say we don't have enough money what does God say about that what does God say about your finances beloved I wish above all things 3 John 2 beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Brother, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health. God wants you to prosper, Deja. God wants you to prosper and be in health. God wants you to prosper and be in health, Billy. God wants you to prosper and be in health. That's what he wants. But he said this. He said, even as thy soul prospers. What does that mean? My mindset, my thinking. What is my thinking? Have I renewed my mind? And so this man had a, a, a mind that was not renewed. And because of that, his only expectation was a cup. What is your expectation? What do you see that God wants to do? What do you see about your business? What is an expectation? An outlook? A prospect? What is your prospect? What is your outlook? Somebody say, Amen. I want to get to this. I got something I want to share with you. I said some things last week I want to cover today. I want to cover them again. As your soul prospers means your mind is to become conformed and transformed by the word of God. Our thinking is supposed to be the word of God. Listen to this, Romans 12.1. Turn over to Romans. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm almost done. Hang in there with me. The King James Version of this says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is to him, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world. Don't have a worldly expectation, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable service. Now listen to these different versions. Listen to this. This is one version. It says this. And do not imitate this world, but be transformed by the renovation of your mind. Then you will be able to determine what God really wants for you. That's pretty good, isn't it? Our mind has to be renovated. Listen to this. It says, be not fashioned according to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable service. That's good, isn't it? Let me read another one to you. Weymouth says this, and do not follow the customs of the present age, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind so you may learn by experience what God's will is and that will will bring a beautiful and a good and perfect life. That's good, isn't it? Uh, There's one more I want to read to you. I'm using a little different system this morning. I went a different way. Here you go. Don't become like people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Change the way you think. You have to change the way you think. Now, let me go here. In Matthew chapter 5, the woman came with an issue of blood. The Bible says she had seen many physicians and done all that she could to be uh, healed. She had done all that she could, seen many physicians. And and could not be healed. I'm almost done. Right? But she said in herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be whole. For years, the Bible says, she searched out physicians and help in the natural. Her expectations were that the natural could help her. She heard about Jesus, and we know the subject of faith. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things I cannot see. Right? Hope is an expectation. Hope is an outcome. For my faith to work, I have to have an outcome, an expected end. That's an expectation. When her expectation changed, I don't know if anybody got what I just said. Now, I'm not just talking about self-help thinking. You understand, I'm not just suggesting that we have power and positive thinking. I'm talking about the word of God here. It's based as your soul prospers. When I get the word of God, which is the answer for everything, there isn't one thing in your life that God has not put in his word an answer. God's word has the complete answer for everything in your life, no matter what it is. You may not realize that, but it's there. I don't care what it is, relational, whatever, it does not matter. It's right there. God said he provided all of it for you. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it. Not kind of finished, not sort of finished. He meant it is finished. Everything you ever needed, everything you will ever need, he provided. Healing for your body, healing for your emotions, your mind, your will, all of it. God provided it. And all of it's success. All of it is for God's blessings in your life. None for God taking anything away. None that God's ever gonna hurt you. All that God is your source, he's your help. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? This is where God has, has placed us, what God wants in our life. But until she changed her expectation to meet faith, not just help, help thinking. Because as the Bible says this, when we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, now let me say this about this. The word confess there is an action word. It's simply saying to us, when we believe in our heart and we act upon what we believe. You can't just believe it. you got to act it out. It's not just beliefs. You all understand I'm not just suggesting you just think better and you're going to be better. I'm suggesting there's going to be an action that's connected to what you think, but you got to change what you think. you got to be transformed there has to be a transformation, renew- a renovation of your mind. You can't think for the rest of your life, well, if it could have happened to me when the washing machine goes down. Well, if it's going to happen to anybody. I mean, when if something comes. You know, I, I, I just recently, a young man passed away. And for years, I have said this for years and years. For years, everybody thought the man had a drug problem. For years. Constantly talked about his drug problem. I said to his family, I said to his wife, I said to his brother, I said to everybody I've ever talked to, he did not have a drug problem. He had a coping problem. What do I mean by that? Because every time something came to challenge him, he reverted back to where he coped with it when he was a kid. You, you do understand that's how it works in your lives. People that are dealing with drug addictions, they say they started out say maybe at 12 years old, and they're now 30 years old. Every time something comes to challenge them, their finances go bad. Somebody yells in their face. The guy runs into their car, and the, co- and the challenges increase. Coping is, is, comes to play. And they run back to 12 years old, and they find their coping in a bottle. How can I overcome that? And you, every one of us is doing it. You're running on 80%. The subconscious of your life is determining your decisions, and you don't even know it. But unless you renovate your subconscious, you will continue to run back. Why does somebody keep stealing? Why? Because the, the only time they ever got out of it when they were 15 is when they stole. So now that they're 45 and they run into a challenge and they got no money, they run back to 15 and they go steal. Why does a woman stay with a man that beats her up? She probably saw her mom get whooped up. I mean, there ain't no man gonna stay in that. My wife smack up on me, I'm gone. <laughs> and these women will stay in these houses and let these men beat on them? Something wrong with you. You got to renovate your mind. There is, abuse is never to be tolerated. You're not supposed to be abused. See, you got to renovate your mind. God said you're not to be abused. You got to know that ain't God. That's the devil. I'm not living with the devil. I'm not living in that. You ought to feel so strongly, but there's some of you in this room that understand what I'm talking about. I mean, especially you men. I'm telling you right now. We were taught on the playground. Somebody fight me, I fight back or I leave. Not putting up with that. Why would you put up with your failure in your finances? Why would you put up with failure in your children? Why would you put why don't you have the same anger and the same venom towards the thing the devil's stealing from you? The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Why don't you get venomous about it? Why don't you say, no, you're not taking my money? You're not taking my health. I don't have to live sick. I'm not gonna have, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna play with my kids till I'm 100. <laughs> you see me at 100 playing basketball? It may be weight to slow me down, but it ain't sickness, I can tell you right now. If I could lose this weight, you could see a white man jump. Samoan. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, why don't you get angry about it? Why don't you say the devil bad, God good? Why don't you get... This woman, the Bible says she said in herself. She had a transformational moment. Something happened. I've been living sick. I've gone to doctors. I've done everything I know to do. There's got to be an answer. Jesus... The word dropped in her heart, a revelation of God's word that God didn't want her sick. God didn't want her unhealthy. God didn't want her without money. God didn't want her to have poverty. Just think about what was gonna happen. I mean, this woman couldn't work. She didn't have anything. She was poverty. She was in trouble. She didn't have any. I mean, how much friends could she have? She was weak and, and turmoil by a sickness that she couldn't get rid of. She was sick. To be healed meant she could go out with the girls. To be healed meant she could get her a job. To be healed meant that she could be whole and full and she could have a a life that was a good life. Jesus came that I might have life. Glory to God. But you won't have that life until you transform and renovate your thinking. you got to renovate that house that you live in. You've got to take the word of God and ply it in there and put it in and say, what does God say about my marriage? What does God say about my health? What does God say about my job and my money? What does God say about my business? And once you get that in there, you renovate it. And when it don't look like the word of God, you stop and go out. Oh! I take God. My expectations are greater. I expect the unexpected. God's going to come through. I don't expect what the world says I got to have. I don't expect my marriage to fall apart. I don't expect my family to die. I don't expect my children to be a mess. I don't expect. I expect the angels of the Lord is going to give a charge over me. I expect when I drive through that red light and the guy's texting on his phone and he would have hit me, he won't hit me. I expect the unexpected I expect when the doctor says You've got cancer No that's not my expectation. No 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 I expect you're going to get a different result When you do those tests again I expect that the Lord is going to come And I expect he's going to heal my body I expect that I'm going to walk in the goodness of it. I expect I'm going to live a good life the Bible says, with long life I'll satisfy you. I expect to be satisfied. I expect to be boating and riding Harleys and. I started to say parasailing, but I thought, nah, that ain't no good. I don't mind nobody else. I don't feel like jumping out of airplanes. But I expect better. I expect my business to succeed. I expect my church to grow. I expect my children to excel. I expect them to do well in life. I expect them to have a full portion. I expect the unexpected. See, the world is expecting failure. They're expecting doom. I remember when 2000 came. All the computers were going to fail. I didn't expect that. I mean, we hear about Christ. If you turn on the right news station, something's going wrong somewhere at some time. This problem here, I mean opposing views. This one said this one. This one said this. I got an expectation. Here it is. The Lord shall keep me in all my ways. Amen. That my God shall. I don't care if the welfare system gets booted out or booted in or booted up. It don't matter to me. I don't care what the court said about this, that, or the other. Here's what I know. My God. My God shall supply my God shall supply. That's my expectation. You're not going to beat it out of me. You're not going to change me. You can't take it away. You can't get it out of me. I know what God said about If God be for me, what does it matter who's against me? The Lord upholds me by his hand. Glory to God. God. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God in Christ the worst thing the devil can do to me is send me to heaven. There is therefore now laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which God the righteous judge shall give me on that day. I'll tell you what, I don't have nothing. What shall I worry about? What have I got to fear? What have I got to feel bad about? So they left you. So they turned you down. So they came out and said, I can't live with you. I don't want to marry you. I don't want to be in your house. So what? God got a better one than you waiting just around the corner. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya they know what they missed out on? Don't they know what they let go of? God said, I'm the apple of his eye. God said, I'm the prince. Y'all don't understand. I get to preaching this. It's like an electricity and a fire goes through my bones because I can't stand the devil. Somebody said, you just said you don't like the devil like you're afraid. The Bible says he's under my feet. I ain't got but one thing to say. Shut up. Yeah. 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 Somebody said he was defeated. He ain't got no feet. <laughs> he goes about like a roaring lion. He ain't got no teeth. Old toothless thing. One day we're going to get to heaven. Look at this thing and say, It was you. It was you. You are the one that I let do that. It was you. No, you have a right to control your life. You have a right to take control and have authority. God gave you authority. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Look at somebody say, I'm going to prosper. Somebody get violent about it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Well, the real estate ain't moving and I'm selling real estate and I don't know what I'm going to do. I might starve. That's not my expectation. If they're going to buy a house, they may as well buy it from me. You might be a veterinarian in this room today and you say, well, what should I pray? That God kills animals? No, you pray that every animal that gets sick comes to your veterinarian clinic. What business are you in? What is your life expectancy? What is your expected outcome? Is it the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says that she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know. I know. I know. What about that no? There should be a no-so on the inside. I know that God is for me. I know that God is my friend. I know he's going to prosper my business. I know gonna give me a job. I know he's gonna turn it around. I know he's gonna heal my body. I know my children are gonna see. I know, I know, I know that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. I cannot be defeated, glory to God, and I will not quit. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Whew. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Somebody stand up on your feet and give the Lord a shout, would you?